Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 694 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider, our favorite Russian asset. And we got a squad, and JD's nervous. He put on his nervous mustache for today because he knows the teams that USA is going to be bringing to Oslo are very, very formidable. An amazing World Team Trials had so much fun. Let's check in with Ben Funky Askren. Ben, what'd you think? I thought it was a great World Team Trials. I think the World Team is outstanding. I'm predicting a United States World Title. I think the Russians, they're partying. I see, I see them on Instagram. They're in Moscow. They're having fun. They're not training. We're ready to come take a team title. We're ready to take it. I agree. Um, I mean, they're literally at training camp in Moscow. but They're partying. They're, they're partying. No, dude. they're partying. I you also know the how gram. they party? It's like, oh, yeah. we're going to eat some tiramisu. No, no. It's, it's, they're raging. <laughs> It's it's like Makov's not on the team Stu- anymore. Studio Fifty Four. What was the he Russian a big asset? Would yeah. would defend Russia? Oh yeah! Wow, what a shocker. We say they're partying. He says they're no, they're a training camp. Russian <laughs> propaganda, <laughs> propaganda. JD. So the the fun thing about a uh, a tournament like this is, where do you even start? I guess we could just go in like you know weight order. But there were so many each. Weight seemed to have its own little storyline. Like for sixty-one, yeah. there were two huge stories. One, Dayton Dwayne Fix is. So what's your number weight number one story? Of... If gun gun to your head, you can only tell about one story. What is it? Burrows. 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 Because one, he did what I thought he would do: not just make the team, but look like the JB of old, the JB that gets to eat Whoa. and be strong and feel good. What? Wait, why do you think he looked like the JB of old? He had. Uh, I mean. The J, when I think of the JB old, now listen, I think he looked great. Um, yeah, I can't say a lot more things, but he's not the JB of old. The JB of old would have 10 0, 10 0, 10 0, and then like 5 0 over Deeringer. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that. Old, the old, old. Go look at his results from freaking 2000, say 13, 14, that, that era. You know, if we look at his bracket, he went uh, no, he seven. Never, sorry. He was hardly in brackets what? then. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, well, he was, yeah, he was blowing through other really good people, but um, him, freaking internet's slow. What the heck? Anyways, he had four decisions, um, all, all which were relatively competitive, I guess, for me. I don't think he looks at the JB of old Christian. I actually think, uh, I think, but I think it speaks volumes to the ability of his way to still find ways to win. I mean, he is just a winner to the utmost sense. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe so. I think the I think you need to give more credit to the quality of competition um, that he's hitting. I, I'm not listening. Yeah, maybe you're right that he would be a little more dominant. But like, I'm thinking back to his U.S. Open bracket. It was it was Dan Valamont and then Kevin Lavalley instead of Hayden Hadley, Chance Marcel, or Jason Nolf, then Ringer. It's just like the quality of competition is insane. Yeah. And I know he's... Mar- Marcel is good, but... Uh, and and Hadley, obviously Hadley, we think of him highly, but he hasn't he really done anything above uh, 157 or, or, or 154 in freestyle. And this is up... We're, we're almost up 20 pounds now. I looked I looked at that tournament and then how he wrestled in the finals. Like, he was absolutely optimized and keyed on being putting his best performance together in that finals match. I thought he looked the best in the finals. I thought he looked the most yes. dominant. I mean, apart from the four that Ringer got, it was it was basically all JB for, yeah, for 12 until, until minutes. Until the last little until to the last minute. And then yeah, that's that's why it's the number whatever. one story. That's why it's the number one story. There's real concern about the health of his leg. And the concern starts with, with Jordan. I mean, if you watch the post-match interview, this is a guy, I mean, Jordan is, when he's on the team and when he's in front of the camera, he's, he's almost performative. And he could not, it was pretty obvious that the, the, the leg injury was really weighing on him. And he comes up and, I, I mean, in the moment, you heard me, I just thought it was a, a cramp or something with his calf. Yeah. But it seems like it's something more serious. And so now, once again, we're going to have this great question of Burroughs' health leading into the world championships. And yeah. is he going to be able to go? Is he going to be 100% if he if he makes it? What is the injury? They, obviously, that night, it wasn't it, it wasn't known, right? Even when they were leaving and you, you talk with people on your way out the door and it's like, well, it looks okay. It looks like, hey, there's no tendon damage or anything like that, but we still don't really know the full extent of the injury. And now the the main story is, it's not okay. I make the team in June and then I have till September. It's you made it yeah, in September twelfth and you are wrestling October third or fourth. Not even a month. So it's a it's a, it's a really different sort of challenge to get your body ready and, and compete. And how much time is he be able to have off? I think Jordan is someone. One good thing is the weight is not much of a consideration. If he had some big yeah. pull down to this weight. Then it's like, yeah. well, how's he gonna be able to maintain his weight, not being able to be upright on his feet? What were your thoughts on the injury when you saw it happen, and then as it materialized um, afterwards? Yeah, it, it was tough to see whether it was just a cramp or or something else. I mean, man, usually a cramp you can work out, and I was actually surprised he didn't take more time because, we, as we know, there's no injury time limits in freestyle, um, so he should have taken a couple extra seconds there if, if he needed them because it did not look like he's wrestling. Anywhere near 100% at the, do we, at the end of the match. Do we match. have the Burroughs injury by chance late in that? Sec- that would be definitely something to to check yeah. out if, if not. I can um, get it up. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, guys, I, I, this is a, I like, I, I, and I don't think I'm, I don't say, I'm not being insulting at all saying he's not the Burroughs of old. I think I'm giving him a compliment of saying, like, well, no one can stay young forever. And his, his ability to find ways to win. I mean, Christian, I, I told, told you yesterday, is like, he, he doesn't get enough credit for his defense. His defense, not from a toughness, not from a grit, not from a strength, but literally from a technical standpoint, his defense is so freaking good. I'm so impressed with him. Um, I obviously him and Deering are ranked number one and two, so I think there's a really good chance if he's healthy that he's bringing home another world gold medal. 
Yeah, do we have some of those sequences of, of JB uh, defending the, the Nolf for the Marsteller leg defense? Yeah, here's, yeah. here's Nolf. Go ahead and run that. No, Talk wait, us through this position. So it's a low well, single here from Nolf. Oh, that was just, I was thinking the second period, but that, that's yeah, just good basic defense. Right here's that one. This one, yeah, right here. Look at this one. Well, I mean, just the balance, the flexibility, the hips. I mean, he's feeling it all. He goes right there. He comes back. He fights hands. And honestly, he got pushed out, but if, you see right there, he was getting the takedown if he needed to, right? Or I'm sorry, if they had stayed in balance, he was going to get the takedown. So just in that sequence, he shows so many things. He shows balance. He shows flexibility. He shows um, you know, the ability to go to multiple different things because he's attacking hands. He's turning down. It's Yeah, it was just so so good. Let's do a chance one, too, if we have yeah. that. Yeah. Let's go. This one was fun also. He, he goes in splits position, I believe. Again, yes. I mean, that, that flexibility right there is, man, so flexible. How did Leg he get his down foot down mat. so easily? I want to see that again. I know, right? Like, how do you get your foot? Go- oh, like, boom, right. he just he hand, pulls hands the hand off. Yeah. Yeah. His hands must yeah. be I mean, that's one strong, too. Yeah, and then he goes splits again, and this is one where, you know, he's going splits. Is he going to sit the corner? You know, it's just such a... Good defensive sneak, I think, and I think he ends up scoring at the end of this. But yeah, I'm just so I was our stalemate. So I was really impressed with him defensively, and it's like that's what really good people do is they find more ways to win. And honestly, when I'm speaking from a sports psych standpoint about not being stuck in your in your rut and having so many ways to win, Jordan Burroughs is one of the guys that I bring up, and there's so many matches to cite different ways that he wins. Yeah, and here we've got the injury here. If you want to watch this, and and one thing I noticed. Yeah. It happens with like 51 seconds to go in this. So you see a little bit of... It's when he's fighting on the edge, right? Is that... that's the... Yes. Yes. So one, one thing that I didn't notice in real time is after he gets up, he has a big like kind of... It almost looks like he trips. But but, but like the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The leg or I, and I didn't notice that in real time. I don't know if I was looking elsewhere when he when he got up. I, I really that was just, to me. It felt like it cramped back up because initially that's what you guys are saying. You guys, are, you know, it's hard for us to see. You guys are saying cramp. Yeah. So I think, oh, he tried to take a step and it recramps. You know. So so let it play from here because once he gets up, um, you can actually maybe skip ahead a little bit because I want to see it when he gets up and the walk he does, um, afterwards. So he'll get up to his feet here yeah, if he, you're if you're not watching right now. But he gets up and you're you're just thinking it's it's a cramp or whatever, and. When he walks back to center, but 51 seconds to go, this this match is like sort of in the balance. All all Ringer yeah. needs was a one and then a two right there, yeah, right there. That buckle, uh, it looks like yeah. he trips on the mat, but it's really just I guess the leg just kind of gives out underneath him. But he gets that left leg back. He keeps that foot away, and he's able to like not get pushed around, which I think is a real because you would well, think I, that's his. That's play- his, what. He kind of did get pushed out. He gets pushed out twice here, Christian. So I mean, yeah, like, but look, he's he's holding here though. I mean, that, yeah, that, well, he, he's getting the a healthy. Full Jordan Burroughs probably isn't getting pushed out at all, right? Uh, I completely agree. But the fact that if okay. he's on a bum wheel right now and his trail leg is the one that's like is really preventing the movement yeah. of backwards, that's that's. So, yeah. I mean, that's incredible strength be able to do that yeah, i mean you can see okay, i guess it's probably coming up here you can see kind of gives gives on this next one i believe it's right here on the edge where you could tell you know something yeah, yeah see, right like, there. see right there like he kind of gives, gives it up yeah. um yeah hopefully so. i mean the where he's holding on the leg is kind of weird i mean because it's he's not holding his knee per se right he's kind of like holding yeah right there lower on his chin 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of where he's holding. So I don't know if it's like an Achilles or, yeah, who knows? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It's definitely going to be something we're talking about, trying to learn about what what you know what the deal is. I don't. Mm-hmm. I would not expect much information about it between now and, and Oslo. I'm sure the world yeah, is watching. The world is waiting to hear. Obviously, the competition. I don't see anyone being able to beat that guy if he's healthy. But if he's not, it's going to be it'll it'll obviously be a question. Now again, it's just like adding to the legend if he can overcome this injury and win a world title. We saw him do it in 2013, but that was 2013. Yep. Now it's 2021, and you know the recovery from injury is not going to be the same as it was when he was you know 25, maybe then. Yes. So uh, yeah, he's way younger. Way younger, but. Uh, I think when I think, you know, Old Burroughs is back, when's the last tournament you saw Jordan enter where his primary attack go to that he was looking for consistently was his double? It's been years. It's been a it's, while. It's been but, years, Ben. 2017, yeah, no, I don't no, think it right. was. You're right. So there's a while that he had a really good, um, like a low single that he was hitting, or mm-hmm. maybe it was kind of even ankle pick ish. Um, but if you look in this tournament, um, man, he just, he's really picking his spots. He's not super offensive. I mean, against chance, he got one takedown against Nolf. We got two, right? Uh, he got mm-hmm. two against Nolf. Heidley, I think he only got, he was just one, one against Nolf. Was it one against he Nolf? He had like okay. a quick, he had a, like a reattack. No, I think thing. he scored, I think he scored a second one, didn't he? Okay. In the second period? I thought maybe. Anyways, yeah, it's not, it's not, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. The young Burroughs was like, boom, 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 fire, fire, fire. I mean, he was a real volume shooter, and now he, he has changed and obviously adapting to uh, what his body's giving him. Yeah, very um, – it, it was uh, – I, I don't know. I came away I came away super impressed because I thought that was a, a really tough field and something he had, yes, had to do in a, really, in a long time. So he makes the team at, at 79 kilograms. In his post-match interview, we should um, – you should check it out if you haven't. He's really subdued, really sort of the weight of the injury is definitely on the top of his mind. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was – that definitely speaks to – and wh- another thing that was interesting is he makes a team. You know, it's in Lincoln. They're going nuts for him. They're going nuts for he and James the, yeah. the whole weekend long. They obviously love him. And he gets his hand raised, and he what, – what wasn't captured on camera is he, like, basically hopped out of the yeah, arena immediately immediately you immediately can see after. that on camera okay you can see he, he was like hopping by he, t- he tried doing two normal steps and then all of a sudden he starts hopping yes and then he just got out of there so yes. normally he would you know spend time with the fans and celebrate and be happy and yes. he's just like i just got to get the heck out of here so yeah certainly could be something we we're talking about for for a little while um and yeah e- exciting now where do we want to go next, uh, Ben? I think um, we're, we're going to be having a well, guest. Adeline Gray is going to be coming yeah. on here very, very soon. Um, I think Dayton Fix is the next biggest story for sure. No doubt, no doubt. So he, uh, well, after he beat Gross, it was like, all right, well, he's winning this. Very obviously, it, it kind of felt like that to me when that happened. Oh um, yeah, I had two sure. moments where I was like, okay, I know how the rest of this story ends. After the first period of Gwiz Mason, I was like, this is over. Like Gwiz is for really prepared. Gwiz was. Yeah, he that wow. that's as good as I've seen him look. I thought he looked bigger and stronger. And I agree. He he just had he had Mason completely flummoxed throughout. I mean, for for yeah. both matches. I mean that 
That's why I got to eat crow because I was totally thinking. I mean, I think about, I thought about, and I, I went back and kind of like glanced at those matches from December. It's like Mason scored eight points in one match, four four takedowns right away, boom. Right, and the next match he scores ten points and he wins, and it's like, damn, like. Okay, he scores all these points. How the hell is Gwizdowski just going to shut him down? And then he just shuts him down. Right. You right. know? And it's 10 months later or whatever. Okay. We will... I told y'all. Oh, okay, yeah. continue. All right, JD's going <laughs> to gloat here. We'll <laughs> save your gloating. Uh... We got a special guest. Stop talking about heavyweight men's. Let's talk to our heavyweight for, on the women's side, five-time world champion, Olympic silver medalist, Adeline Gray. Adeline, how are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you guys? So great. Um, you have your teammates. Your full squad of the women's freestyle team has been assembled. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm excited. I, you know, it's funny. You're watching the finals match, and I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but to some extent, you're like, both these women can medal. So who's going to show up this day and who's going to perform? So it was, it was pretty exciting to watch those finals matches and see who really showed up. You know, like we actually had some matches this past weekend that somebody shined and it was a, it was exciting. Who really stuck out to you? Obviously a lot of attention was, was around 72 kilograms with, with Mm -hmm. Kylie and Kennedy, but for you, who, who stuck out and, and really impressed you this weekend? I mean, I was most excited about the 72 weight class because those are kind of my my people, the people I've been training, training with and uh, kind of most involved with. So that was definitely the match I was most looking forward to. Um, but I mean, Jenna and Jakara, how can you not be so excited about a three match series that goes into those final seconds of every match to decide the the decide who wins? And I mean, Jakara is the world champ at that weight and she's our Olympian. And so to have her dethroned right now was a true upset and, and Jenna looked great. And, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me about, is that, was that supposed to happen? Is this a close matchup? And, you know, in the past I've seen Jakara um, overtake Jenna in, in the practice room. And so for me, when Jenna came out and fought and she's at this lighter weight, I, I thought this, I thought she looked very good. And I think we can pull out a medal at this weight class. Yeah. I think on question, JD and I were talking about that exact thing this morning before the show. I think that's one thing you notice the most about these trials is we've always had really good number ones. Uh, but now the depth is, is, is really insane. There's someone like Amy Fernstein coming in and taking, taking out Ronnie Heaton was really impressive to me. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Kylie Welker's performance? And, you know, she's, she just won a junior world title. She beat Kennedy blades, who was a junior world champion. How do you think her style will translate at to Oslo at 72? You know, I think a bigger thing is that Kennedy beat Kylie leading up to the Olympic trials as well. So, and that, um, I, there's just so much growth that's happened and and you see that with younger athletes, right? You see these huge gains that can be made. Kylie showed up to every single camp and she was wrestling Tamara and myself every single day leading up to the Olympics. And that matters, you know, those reps matter, that experience matters. And she, she grew this summer. And I think you saw that when she stepped out on the mat against Kennedy, who, on paper is better, you know, better than she is. And so I was, uh, I was very excited and impressed with just like their matchup. Kylie came out there to fight and she fought well and she scored big points when she needed to. And um, overall, I think she's going to do very well in Oslo. The year of the Olympics is such a strange, like Mm -hmm. animal, you know, there's a lot of people who retire, especially when we shift from six weights back to 10, you don't know who's staying at 76 it's only been a month. So are people staying light and are, are they, 
are they, do they have enough time to cut down to 72? You know, like Natalia Varioba is the world champ and um, medalist down at 72. Does she go down to 72 or does she stay up at 76? And so I think Kylie's success is going to depend on some of those top names and where they stay. And I just don't think you know those answers right now. Like they sent out who's registered at each weight class and we don't even know our our numbers were all over the place. So it's a, it's a unique beast. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what my weight class kind of shakes out to be. Yeah. And and switching gears a little bit, talk about your, what you've been up to since the Olympics. I know when when we spoke at the games, it was sort of a question, will will I, won't I compete at at the Oslo Worlds? You've fortunately decided you are going to compete. What went into that thought process? Why why are you going to compete just on such a short turnaround? And what's your training been like since? How much are you able to come down as you um, are preparing for October? Yeah, I mean, it's a quick turnaround. We're only a couple weeks out and like the athletes who just made the team have kind of a low week this week and then they ramp right back up and then they're supposed to be peaking for the biggest competition of their year and a lot of a lot of uh, settings. And for me, um, you know, we kind of got pigeonholed into it. Honestly, UFC Wrestling was like, we need your decision now. And I yeah. was sitting there just kind of dumbfounded. Like, I can't believe you're asking me to make this major decision at this moment. And um, I'm frustrated to this to this point, obviously, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's so soon. And I think it's hard because everyone's trying to get back off this COVID year and they know that there's repercussions if we continue to push things back. Um, and so I think it's just trying to figure out if this fits into our new schedule. And then, so there, it is a four-year quad, you know, like we have next year is literally the qualifier for the Olympics. And that's a huge statement to, understand for our careers and and understand that we need to be getting right back on the same track. So I do understand why we have to have the world championship soon, but just from an emotional standpoint, it feels like we haven't had time to even think. So I kind of just took a couple weeks. I played some cards with my family. My husband and I went on vacation and found a beach somewhere for a couple of days. And then I just started right back into training and lifting and or getting on the mat a few days a week and just kind of managing as much training and fine tuning and decompressing from what happened at the Olympics. You know, there's some big things that happen and um, just trying to work through those and make sure that we're ready to step on the map for world championships. Awesome. Well, I'm sure it was a tough decision, but I, I think wrestling fans are excited about the decision you made looking at your field. What do you know about who's going to be coming at 76? Obviously uh, the, the rumor was at least at the time was that Falcon would not be competing. That was your opponent in the Olympic finals. Um, have you heard anything more about that? And is that a match you, you, you would really like to get back? Oh, I'd love to wrestle against Falcon again. I, I think uh, she's an incredible competitor. Obviously she's Olympic champion now and, um, I've had some wins against her. So I'd love to see if the Olympic final is just kind of the nerves of the Olympics. If that's a fluke or, um, if she's actually made some real gains to kind of overtake where my wrestling's, you know, gotten to at this point. And, it's uh, the, as far as the rest of the field, though, you know, I have 
so many people there's like europe and canada and you know some south american countries that consistently have been meddling for the last 10 years and turkey you know <laughs> there's there's so many people that don't meddle at the olympics or the world championships that are solid wrestlers who challenge me and so um the world championships is still going to be tough and so i've seen i did see a couple of new names on there and obviously especially looking at what our you know new crop looks like kennedy takes me down at will at practice and mm-hmm. Kylie's been putting up some fights against me um, in in positions that I didn't even realize that I struggled in. And so it's been very eye-opening to see that the talent that's coming up is real and has to be taken seriously. And so I'm making sure to not take anything for granted when some of these younger kids come up and start wrestling me even on this big stage. And so that's kind of the attitude I'm coming in is that I'm wrestling all these Kylie's and Kennedy's out here when I don't really know their names. Yeah. So one one thing that's on a lot of wrestling fans' mind is is Team USA's competition and can we beat Japan or can we catch Japan? They've been the gold standard in the sport since forever, basically. How close do you think Team USA is and how do you think this team can compete against Japan in Oslo? So it's a little bit of a loaded question because right now Japan does not have their number one team um, on the docket to go to world championships. And so I think we might be able to take out Japan's number three team. Um, I don't know about the number two team right now. It's a, I, I, I haven't really looked at their full lineup yet and to see who is kind of showing up in that position. Um, but right now, I mean, we proved it in a, at the Olympics, like we're not ready and we need to make more strides to get there. And Japan has something truly special and they are, they're better than every other country in the world when it comes to uh, women's freestyle wrestling. And it's incredible to watch, you know, like I can, the 50 kilo weight class to tech through the Olympics. Amazing. You know, like that's one of the toughest weight classes that there is like in the world. And she teched every single person. And granted, I think Sarah would have given her a match in the final. So Mm -hmm. I know we're like moments away from, from being there, but still we're moments away. And as anyone who's ever been in a wrestling match, those moments matter so much. And we work so hard to just win a few of those. And uh, I think we've worked really hard to win a few. And so we still have a lot of work to do before we overtake and dethrone the champions who've held this spot for so long. Awesome. So uh, big week for women's wrestling. One, uh, Andy Hamilton just, just put out an article. It looks like we are getting really, really close to a major D1 program adding women's wrestling. Just how big do you think that could be for, for the sport in general and particularly women's wrestling. It's massive. You know, like the system that NCAA has built around D1 wrestling is incredible. Just the the alumni, the partnership. I mean, just the the overall family that you guys have created that gets people excited about wrestling. Women need that. Like it's, it's preparing women to go to school and have that same opportunity of being on a team and doing the things that all of us get to, you know, a lot of D1 men are getting to experience right now, going to a top university competing on this grand stage, having that support system that's not just their program, but also their whole school. And I, those big schools have have something really special. And so for women to be a part of that would be huge. And I think it'll be huge for the push that we're making on the high school level when, um, you know, uh, ADs are looking at adding women's programs. They're like, well, 
right now there's there's smaller schools, but do we have d- big D1 schools that we can offer our top students and our and our top athletes? And and this step could be massive. I think you will see a lot more states be willing to step up and add programs. And and that's that's huge. That's providing opportunities for women to play sports, to learn how to take care of their bodies, how to mentally and physically get stronger and that's better for everyone in the world you know if we have a stronger population mentally and physically that's going to be better for everyone and so i'm just excited that those education opportunities and athletic opportunities are going to be there for for young women amen and and one of the last things i want to get to this friday who's number one our first ever all women's wrestling card there on who's number one um how excited are you to watch those ladies scrap on friday evening Oh, I'm pumped. My sister was just telling me that there's a Colorado woman out there. There's a couple of women. I think there's a Utah woman who's wrestling too. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see just the the fire behind some of those matchups. And uh, I think you're going to have some really, you're going to have a lot of points scored is what, what we're estimating. So that's what, that's what we're hoping for. It's just a, um, a lot of action. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for it either. Uh, Two's number one week, which is a big week here at Flow Wrestling. Uh, the ladies' card September seventeenth. Boys' card September eighteenth. Um, Adeline, anything else before we let you go? No, I think I just want to thank everyone. You know, the Olympics were really incredible, and to not have family and, and friends and and you know our community there in Japan was tough. And I really think that people stepped up and had lack of sleep and we're just really engaged with the Olympics. And we came home with nine medals as a team and it was amazing. I mean, I was in the stands every single day cheering my heart out. And I just know that it was, it was incredible to be a fan of wrestling over this Olympic time period. And, and I just want to thank everyone for committing and, and being engaged and involved and, and being excited for us. I mean, this is a lifelong dream of, of trying to win Olympic medals. And so for team USA to come home with nine of them is amazing and i'm just so thankful to be a part of this program and leading up into the world championships we're going to have i mean we have eight of the nine or seven of the nine olympians right now i guess eight of the nine medalists mm-hmm. um headed to the world championships and it's going to be an amazing time just to kind of be be a usa fan and so um please follow me at adeline gray on all my social media accounts and and it uh, should be pretty fun in norway so hopefully everyone's watching yeah get it together follow adeline join uh She's going to be wrestling next month in Oslo, Norway, looking to add another world title to her incredible resume. Adeline, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see you in Norway. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping for my ninth medal. Christy has nine, so if I can get nine, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Nine. Holy cow. Let's get it. Thanks so much, Adeline. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Nine medals. That's a lot of medals. Your rapid fire questions that I and I didn't feel like it was appropriate. Why did she say Japan's third team, not their second team? Well, she said we can beat their third team. She's like, I'm oh, not sure oh, about their that. second team. Oh, um, okay. I was confused. like, I, I, I like we can beat their. Their, their... Hey, no, she, I okay. think she was just kind of saying like, hey, the bar, their ones, we're not, we're not ready. Their threes, yeah. I think we can beat them, but the twos, I don't know. Got it. Got so, it, got, it, got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so that was cool. Big, big week for women's wrestling. That's for darn sure. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't get to mention it yet, but Andy Hamilton's article, The Pulse, came out this morning with some huge, huge news about um, a major D1 program. Looks like the Iowa Hawkeyes are are looking to add a women's wrestling program. It's been speculated. It's been talked about, but it's getting, I think we're on the one-yard line. One-yard line? 
one yard line. What? And so we're it's going, like first and goal, second and goal. It's it's first and goal. We got four plays. We got the jumbo. <laughs> we to jam it in. Yeah, yeah. So nice. exciting stuff there. All right, we were talking. Right, gun your head. You you uh, you uh, your Iowa's AD. Who do you hire as the women's coach? I think it's easy. I think it's the biggest no brainer of all time. Steiner. Steiner. Oh. Troy Steiner. Oh, Alum- yeah. Alumnus. Duh, you're Alumnus. right. That is, that is such a no brainer, huh, Christian? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'd be it, perfect. it really is. There's, it's just so obvious. There's no one else to hire. It's like, great dude, great coach. You have the connection with his brother who has, you know, helped build this women's wrestling program in USA Wrestling. Yeah. An alum. Check, 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 check. It'll be, uh, I think, yeah. no brainer. So no I think brainer. him, but uh, I, I don't know, you know. It's a. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that's my read. All right, let's get to 61. We were talking Dayton, I think. Or actually, we were talking Actually, we were talking about Gwiz. Um, maybe do we want yeah, to – let's go way. back to that. Let's, let's okay, put a let's bow on Gwiz because – and I think I said it already, but a period in, I was like, well, this is not happening for Mason. There, he was just not getting close. Gwiz was just picking him apart. I, th- I thought it just – he just looked like a guy who – Took those two matches from RTC Cup. He's like, okay, he does this, this, and this. I'm a smart wrestler. I'm a good wrestler. And he made the adjustments. And yeah. it wasn't really close. And I, I'm not just – what I want to avoid is just say, okay, he figured out to how to technically beat Mason. I thought he did do that. But also, I thought he looked better than I than I had seen him. Even look at Olympic trials. Even at RTC Cup. Yes. Even the previous Worlds, I think – Quiz looked as oh. good as I'd seen him in a long time. Yeah, uh, I man, he he looked really good. I mean, the one thing that I because I'm still struggling with, because uh, I, lo- I love putting narratives in my head is that at the RTC Cup he got to wrestle him twice. It wasn't just like a one off where Mason uh, got lucky. And sometimes the first time you wrestle someone, you're like, shoot, I didn't expect them to be that strong and fast. So like, ne- next time I wrestle them, I really got to lock. I got to lock it down. You know, I got I got to get in better position. I, I now now I understand what's coming at me. But the next day he wrestled him. Mason still had relatively same success, right? He won. He won the second match, ten to seven. And so for Gwiz to turn this around the way he did, and not like he won a nail butter, not like he got a lace. He he kicked his butt twice. It was six zero ten three, neither of which was highly competitive. Um, I did. I didn't see it coming. I got to eat a lot of crow to eat because I thought it was Mason Paris, and I. I don't even want to say I was kind of flippant about it, but I was kind of like, well, Mason beat him 10 months ago. He's younger. He's getting a lot better. We've seen the progress. It's going to be him. And Gwizdowski schooled him. It wasn't really close. Yeah, completely agree with that. And one thing as I was like, all right, so bad evaluation by us, except for the Russian asset, um, J.D. Raider. <laughs> I, I was like, well, you know what? At that RTC Cup, not only did he wrestle Mason Paris twice, he also wrestled Gable Steveson. He's like, after who knows how long of a layoff he had had and how much, you know, people weren't in the flow sure. of competition. So there's like a scenario, maybe you just overreact a little bit to a, a crazy yeah. weekend. That guy, um, he wrestled all but one match for the Wolfpack that time. So, you know, maybe it's just something like that where, you know, Gwiz was the, the a little bit strapped and you got this young guy and whatever. But different yeah. dude now, and man, I feel I feel great about him going to, into the world championships. Now, can he go with a Gino or a Taha? Not historically. Zare is a real problem. He ten owed him, yeah. or was it or DQ'd him? Whatever. It was really bad against the Iranian. Yeah. But 
you know, I still think. Do, he's do a we have the seeds for the worlds, Christian? Are they up already somewhere? I, they're they can't be in out the somewhere. Uh, I haven't seen them, but there, a lot of them were kind of crazy. Like Shelton Mack was seeded, and so was Nate Jackson. So in it's the world, in the worlds, because of <clears throat> it's how much you compete at the weight. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Got it. Got it. So got the, it. Makes sense. You racked up a lot of points at your so, weight. So, oh yeah, because there's no carryover points from different weight classes. I got it. Stupid. True. Um, okay. Um, so, is there a? Is it? And we know all those guys that you mentioned are going at heavyweight. Like they're not retiring. Uh, Akul or Gino or anybody else because they're getting older now. They're not you super young. Right. Right. Um, I haven't heard, and um, the, I just didn't put. A, not, they'll be there. They were in the world championship um, entries. Released that UWW did, so I guess that's not a guarantee, but it's yeah probably. So got it. That's heavyweight, and people are asking, you know, what's our our metal likelihood at the different weights? Heavyweight's going to be a tough one if Gino, Taha, and Zare are there. Even if Quiz is wrestling his best, those guys are just yes really really good. Well, Gino and Taha are just amazing, and Zare is a very specifically difficult matchup for Quiz. Well, so, Zari's just good too. He's also good. He almost beat Gino. He's also like he, very good. Yeah. He was right there to beat it, and Gino had to get super, super tough. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, and obviously, like if they were the one, two, and three seed, those three, um, then obviously that makes it difficult. But for if for some reason, you know, they're not seat, one of them is not seated because you know for whatever, then maybe they end up on the same side, and Gwiz gets a nice smooth path too because if he gets the right path. He can definitely get it done. No no question. And he has before. Yes. Okay, back to 61. Dayton Fix, mind-blowing performance. He Once he 11-0, Seth Gross, and we've got some of those clips there. You knew it was going to be a, just a long, long, long day, two days for the competition, and it was just yes. that. I mean, this, he, had, he had Seth in the quarters. Um, he had Graf in the semis, which is a – a little Graf more competitive. competitive. He was competitive for sure, and I think you probably anticipated that. But this, this, that exchange that was, was crazy. It was right there. there. That one was. That one was. If really we can go smooth. back like Seth ten seconds, yeah. Seth did something really nice, and then Dayton dropped in underneath. Was super yeah. nice. Okay. Oh, right so here. So he looked for so like go behind. Down, pause right here. Then this is where Seth lots of times hits his. We call it the sweep, but he goes arm and leg same side and hops over for the exposure. Obviously, Dayton sprawled on us, and then Seth comes through. Right, and then goes to his like Merkel-ish position. Ooh, nice, where he really is successful. And then Dayton is able to drop back underneath again and and go to like this right there high crotch. Man, that was that was a slick that was a slick sequence for both. And that is and that is if you freeze on that one position with that two on one and the near leg in, that is Gross's position all day. That is where he wants to wrestle. So. Dayton was right in his wheelhouse and just popped under, high crotch, finish. Yes. Um, he, he had it all going. He had it all. He looked strong. He looked fast. He was very physical. He looked offensive. The gut is is always there, and it was there in full force. Oh, and he's – I didn't even see him hit a trap arm. It was all just I don't like, think he got to his trap, yeah. He didn't need to. And obviously, the, the a regular gut wrench is going to be just easier to get to from a timing perspective perspective because he's like leg in then you punch and then you ball it up instead he's just locking his hands and going it it was it was a fantastic performance and man you feel like he's a he's a legit metal threat here at 61 now russia has an absolute monster we're gonna be talking about a lot the next month 
Abiskazi Magomedov, I think is his last name. He's freaking good. But listen, let's. I want to see him versus Dayton. I want to see how Dayton he can do against Dayton the rest of the field. In one of his H level world title, at one of the H level world champs, I forget exactly what year it was. Um, but Arsenal before and Dayton lost. Yeah. So this, uh, a couple of the story. You know, we I think all had Soriano making the finals, and when the bracket, when the draw. Uh, the seeds came out. We said this is a great draw for for Soriano. Little did we know, Nathan Tomasello. We we kind of alluded NATO looked good at trials, but NATO all the way back. And really, it, Nick was uh, he he just wasn't able to generate offense really much throughout this tournament. And and Tomasello looked great. I, mean, I look back, people can, they call me crazy. I didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone did except maybe the guys who were training with him. Because okay, he got his butt kicked by Spencer Lee pretty bad he got his butt kicked by Seth Gross pretty bad and I know these are pre-corona and then after corona he has the loss to he lost to Vito at the trials um and it was competitive but then on the back side he got a couple forfeits and I don't recall who he beat for third but it wasn't one of the the really top competitors yeah. and then to come out here and do what he did here shut down uh Soriano and then he killed Cologne it wasn't even really competitive um well I, I did not see that coming from NATO he said he's now healthy for the first time in like years. Oh, yeah, really? He had knee injuries and shoulder and a lot of different stuff going on there with with NATO. But he he looked fantastic. But man, compared to Dayton Fix, who he was a long way off. Um, yes. And, but the really the other story, another guy from freaking Oklahoma, Carter Young. This dude Seriously. beats Nashawn Garrett. Tyler Graff and Seth Gross on the backside. His only loss was to Dayton. So very legitimately could have been the second best guy in the bracket. I would love to see him versus, versus Tomasello. But Carter Young, uh, winning those matches at his age, you know, he's, he credited his training the last couple months at Northwestern with um, Jimmy Kennedy and Chris Cannon, et cetera. And, man, he, he looked really he looked impressive everywhere, too. Top, bottom. On the offense, on the scram in the scrambles, basic defense. He he can kind of wrestle everywhere. He he was really impressive. Um, now, did, okay, if I remember this right, he grew up in the same club as Dayton, correct? Yeah, he's from Sand Springs, I think originally, also. and then went to Stillwater yeah. High School, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, is going to Northwestern. So yeah, he's is that Northwestern? Is that Northwestern? Yes. So he's been yeah. been kind of with with Dayton for a while. Yeah, he was wow. He he was really, uh, really impressive, and so Northwestern has a good twenty five and thirty three. So I'm assuming he's going to redshirt this year or what? He said he didn't know. He, you know, it was kind of up. I interviewed him afterwards, and it wasn't a, a certainty what he was going to do, and or even what rate okay. he would be thirty three forty one. I think he's a thirty three right now, but I think you could see, given his age, I don't. I, I see him growing out of 33 at some point. Um, yeah, for sure. You know what else it puts into into focus is is Jesse Mendez. This guy, Jesse Mendez, beat Carter Young pretty decisively, if I'm remembering correctly, at junior trials. And so it was, I looked back, it was two two, and they looked at it as a pin, and then it was ten three at the second one. Okay. So that that really puts Jesse in into into focus uh, as well. Yeah. Can't wait to see him enter start. I know he wants to wrestle some senior level stuff, uh, and he. I think he would have competed at senior world team trials if he had had the opportunity. But I think he couldn't. He couldn't get in. 
Well, oh, because qualif- no, he wasn't qualified. He wasn't qualified. So now Jesse's yeah. only a, a, wait, 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 wait. Jesse's only a junior. No, he's a senior now, right? Or he's he's a not a senior in high school. Now a senior. Now a senior. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's impressive. So sixty-one also puts the world in perspective. Puts the world. Yeah, because he lost uh, his his only match, I think, at, at Junior Worlds. But uh, mm. very, still very young, promising career for Jesse Mendez. So that's 61. 65, Yanni, Joey McKenna. We knew it would be those two, and it was. We all, I think we all picked Yanni. But man, after he lost that first one, the way he lost it, I was like, how do you you recover and get your mind right and focused? And and Yanni was able to do so. But um, hold on. So the first, when I watched it, that ending sequence, the first time I watched it, I said, oh, that's to McKenna very clearly. The more I watch it, the more I think I might give Yanni two there. There is a couple seconds where he holds him on his back. Um, and the first time I watched it, I totally did not think that. What do you guys think on that one? I, I honestly thought it was I thought it was Joey's. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so then the other argument is if Yanni does, in fact, hold him, would you go two, then two, then two? You know what I'm saying? Because then he, because then Joey yes. recovers to that position. But Yanni also never leaves his back, so I don't think you can go two then two then two. Um, but obviously, if you're going to give points, essentially points to Yanni for holding him, then when and Joey recovers the position, then it's you know should you give something to him? Here's yeah, the sequence right let, here let's show it. it. Let's watch it in or, slow motion because it may okay, be right more demonstrative. Boom! Right there. I don't know. But see there. There's a second there. Uh, there's another angle on yeah, it. Yeah, but Joey's not exposed. This is the angle. Hold, yeah, he is. He absolutely is. Hold on. This is the angle that I watched. I didn't think anything of it. Right there. He's he's clearly on his back for a second. And that was the angle I watched. There's another angle. Wait, he put himself have. there he's, with his head He's pinch. doing a head pinch. Yeah, I understand that. And then Yanni <laughs> holds him. I get it, guys. And he holds him. I said, there's another angle. Put the other angle up. You guys have another angle you've been posting on your Instagram. I, I don't have another angle, man. There's another angle that's on your Instagram. I've been watching it, and that's what... Maybe think the other way. Okay, let's go to the ground. Now I'm all fired up. <laughs> I I think. Okay, okay. It. Hold on, hold on. Go back. Okay, go back. We'll watch this in slow motion. Uh, but there is another angle you guys have been playing on Instagram. Okay, hold on. Play right here. So right here. Okay, to up top. Pre pause. Okay, so right here. Obviously, Joey had done the front head pinch, exposed him. And for for a slight second here, now Joey is still exposed, and Yanni is giving resistance backwards with a bridge. And again, in this in this instance, it definitely does not look like Yanni gets anything. But when I and and that's how I thought when I watched it live. But when I watch it on your Instagram, I need to find the clip. I definitely thought for a second, you got oh, we got the Instagram clip now. I thought, oh my gosh, Yanni actually did hold him on his back. We got the Instagram clip coming, but Yanni didn't put him on his back. He, and I don't think he held them long enough. You have to hold them. That's not the rules. The rules but are I, hold them. If you hold I don't them think he held them against enough. their will, you get points. I don't know. What's long enough, JD? What's the rules? Here's what I, I don't think. Here's a, a here's, definitive time what's rule. What's the rules say? What? what I'm saying, if you do a gut wrench, sometimes you hang out there a little bit longer than you want, and then you come through. There's no points there either. Here's what I would say. Well, you can. You can get points there. I've you can, but I just don't think it's it was less likely than for headlock. No, Christian, put your damn hand down. Permission to speak. An argument. One thing. You don't get to talk. Before we show what? this, let me know okay. when Joey actually stops moving and rotating through. Because I didn't see that. He is constantly rotating through. Is he okay. on his back for a period of time? But he's never, like, stuck there. He's always progressing so towards tell- bellying down. 
You can tell you can tell that he's trying to get back to his belly for a second. He definitely does not. So play this clip. Go ahead. I, I think I probably still go. I still go to McKenna. Nothing for Yanni, but I when Yanni got up and started arguing for two. The first time I watched, I was like, "What the hell is Yanni talking about?" There was it's very clearly to McKenna. And then I watched this clip. I'm like, I see what Yanni's point was. He definitely stopped the progress for a second. Well, didn't no? He doesn't stop the progress. Um, he definitely does. No, he keeps moving. All right. No. On his back, moving, moving, off his back. Right there. Joey had Joey had to fight to get back to his belly. Okay, so now it's if you have to fight. I mean, I don't I don't Yeah, guys. I mean, yes, yes. Listen. I'm telling you, um, Yanni is, is one of the best minds in the sport. And that's why when he got up and he said two, I'm like, what the hell was he talking about? Because I watched him the other angle. When I watched the angle, I'm like, he did hold him. Now, Listen. I don't think he held him long enough to get the two points. I'm not awarding two points to Yanni, but I see what Yanni was talking about, and he definitely did. Yeah, you see what Yanni's talking about? Okay, listen. <laughs> here's what I'll say. If this starts to be if, – if they started to call it the way you're suggesting maybe it should have been called, I think I'd be uh, – Never take a risk. You're opening Pandora's – or you're also opening Pandora's box for anything to be called to. So you have to recover in such an in, immaculate way that basically immaculate. everything will be two. Yeah, I mean, really, that's what you're basically uh, everything. No, has, has to have perfect. Listen, I said, I said, I said, I'm calling just two, zero, two for McKenna, and that's it. What I the, the other thing is that in the initial angle, I thought, what the hell was Yanni whining about? Is obvious, and when I watch this angle, I say, I see what his perspective is. I don't think he quite held him long enough, but it was very close. Well, um, what, one thing we've learned for sure is. Yanni is impossible to officiate. I mean, every single match uh, she wrestles that's close re- revolves around us stopping and slowing and freeze-framing and moving and this and that. And it's like, was it a crotch lift? Was it a this? Was it a that? Did he have the time? Did he have the takedown? It's like, it's always some super, super close nuanced sequence. And yeah. um, it ultimately didn't he's He's, didn't he's okay with putting himself in a lot of these scrambles and wrestling from unique positions. I mean, that's kind of where he lives, right? And that's why it's something we're not seeing a lot. And that's why when we see it, and and the refs probably don't see those positions at all also, or, you know, are infrequently. So that's why they're having a struggle to ref those positions. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think, to your point, Ben, is you would have to give McKenna an additional two um, – but then, but then you would say Yanni didn't leave his back. So I, I don't even know if you could go. I, maybe you'd go one because he gets control. I, I would have to talk to a ref if, like, I mean, let's say, let's say Yanni does very clearly hold them there, like, like that, right? Say, say he does for another two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that Yanni's then holding him on his back, and then if McKenna recovers in the fashion that he does, Yanni has never left his back. So can, I don't think that you can give another exposure point but maybe you'd give a point for getting on top i don't know i was so uh the first sequence was was interesting because i thought it was obviously joey's points but then when they came back with four i was like super surprised but then watching that again i was like oh yeah yanni was on his feet and got thrown to his back that should be four yeah i remember being really surprised but I think that was the right but that's call, a sequence where they too. don't always give four there where I, I i think it should be i would go four but they but they don't always give four. A lot. Sometimes they'll go two and they'll say, oh, yeah, a knee hit on the way down or something to that effect. Yeah. Because um, I know I've been annoyed a few times at that, that sequence. Yeah. I, I think it. after watching the replay 
And I was initially surprised. I was like, what? And then I watched it again. I was like, yeah, I guess beat the back. Yeah. So Yanni, I, th- I think we're seeing a real evolution for Yanni in terms of the, the adjustments he's making. He's really improving in real time as we're, as we're watching him. I thought uh, one of the most noticeable improvements were his development of his head hands is like really there. Like guys, he's not just letting guys in. He's not just counting on out scrambling dudes. See, I think he, he knows like that's not a sustainable path to a world championship. I think that, I think his parterre offense is just surging. He's getting guts. He's getting laces. He's yes. so powerful for being like a, a scrambly guy that you try to put him in the scrambly box. Those, those scrambly guys, they're powerful at all. Well, he's, <laughs> he's a, Yanni's a, he's got a little power to him too. And some pop on yes. his leg attacks. Scrambly, able- hey, scrambly guys can have good guts too. Cause you don't need necessarily to have explosion. You need to have that like uh Python like strength where you can just squeeze the shit out of him for a really long time. <laughs> well, he has that, he has that going for him. Um, so, very impressive. Oh, this, you love this sequence. This I love is... this sequence because I don't see anyone else really wrestle from okay. it hey, as well as he does. Listen, I'm going to tell you, there is a match versus me versus Roger Kish where I do where I do this one. And I, I, you know, I don't want to say whether or not Yanni stole it, stole it from me, but he may You have, just say everyone steals your moves. You, you Go watch kill. it. Go watch it. It's 2007. Maybe well, six. There's no way to know which Roger one happened Kish. first. That's the crazy <laughs> thing about it. I think it's on YouTube. It should be on Full Wrestling, but I believe it's on YouTube. Um, so, dude, this, he showed us this this sequence um, when he came to the camp here. It is it's really great, um, and the way he pressures back into him, so it, it takes away the attack of his ankles is great. The way he transitions into his leg lace on it sometimes is great. I'm, I'm all in favor of this sequence. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique it. unique finish for sure, uh, and is a position he's really good at getting to consistently. What do you think? Yeah. Well, um, he's, he's so powerful underneath because he's so flexible. You literally, if he gets underneath you, like he's coming up every. You're not stopping him. He is going to come up there every time. Yeah, and it's it, like he brings you so far back. Like you you can't like get ankles or even hold on to anything. You're just kind of like yeah. your hands are extended out. It's it's impressive. He looks. I'll send good. you the link, Christian. Okay. You know, I I I, need, I, should, I, should I mean, I've seen that match. I should learn match. how to timestamp it for you, so that way, um, that way you can well, just go right to it. I don't know how. Ben how, do how to timestamp. All you do is right click on the screen and hit copy I, URL at I current got a time. Freaking Apple. How do yeah, you? Yeah, just double like you know the double click on the. No, come on, you know what? Oh, oh, I just did it. I just got it. See, it's right here. Genius Ben. Yeah, I knew. He figured it out. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I got, I got the move. I got the move. I don't got the time stamping. Oh, okay. Of the move, of said move. All right, I'll figure it out, guys. We can okay. continue. I'm an idiot. I have zero faith in you. Yep, no one believes. <laughs> okay, okay. Right click. There's no right click. I just have this. I'm, look, I wish I could show you my. Just take these two fingers, your your two middle fingers, and click them down on two, your oh, mouth. Oh, two fingers. Oh, you just told me you should have just said two fingers. Don't right click. Use two fingers. That's okay, easy. you should have said that. Yeah. Well, I did say it. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna say. All it right, too. technology Ben. He's coming copy at video us. URL. Copy video URL. This is so genius. Holy moly! How did I never know how to do this? Whoa, technology. It's fun to watch this in real time. This is great. This is great. I'm putting it in the dock right now. I'm top of the dock, and you guys can see. I may have done this in 2007. You know, I'm not as. Uh, 
Yeah, all right. See, you got it right there, Christian. I'm watching. I'm watching right now. All right, national yes. duels. Single we can leg. Pull it up. We can pull up on the screen for the world to watch. Oh, I don't, man. It's a little different. That's, as my hands are locked. I rotate. I pull them down. He just yeah. does it. So, Yanni, hold on. Yanni needs to go backwards because lots of – you can pause it. I'll explain. Yeah. A lot of times people maintain control of his ankles. Roger Kiss at this point was not schooled enough on the far ankle position to maintain control of the ankles. So, I didn't need the pressure backwards, right? I just needed to drop him down on his side. Got it. Got it. All right. We can We yeah. can show the people. Boom, show the people. All right. Boom, here we go. Beautiful single leg. Right there. Lock the hands, rotate down. Easy. Easy money. Here, here. Whoop, rope there. Right there. If he holds the ankles, you can't go down because if you go down and he has your ankle, then he's going to knock you off to the side because he's going to off balance you. Um, you know, if they let go your ankles, then you just got to drop them down on the hip and you have two points. It's no problem. So, where did Yanni teach you that? Is that at a camp or? <laughs> He hadn't taught it to me in, you know, like 2004. He would have been right around, uh, what, three years old at that point in time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he, ahead of his time. Very ahead of his time. It is funny we're seeing Yanni finally made <clears throat> a world team, man. Yeah. He is quite young still. Super young. How I, old is Yanni? 21? Two, I think. Two? Yeah. It does seem like it's been a long time coming. Um, well, in 2019, when he I, was so close, he's 22. He was so close. Yes. He was so close in 2019. And then we obviously thought he's gonna, he was probably going to get in 2020, and that didn't happen. And now, um, yeah, makes he looks he looked great uh, kind of the whole time through. Uh, obviously, that bracket was kind of dull compared to most of, most of the rest of the brackets were really fun. Like 61 was freaking awesome. 79 yeah. was awesome. 65 was dull. Um I, I, I don't even really have a good explanation for why. Well, I'm still, I still, you know, it's it's obviously hindsight with with everything, but I'm surprised that Jordan didn't stay down. And I know nobody wants to cut weight. Yes, but you you got on the team. You finally won that world team trial spot or the Olympic trial spot. You're the number one, and you know, think about this too, Ben. So 65. If if Jordan was in it. Yanni and Joey are the two and three. So they hit in the semis. One match. And we saw who won the one match. Mm. I know it's a completely different scenario, but yeah, yeah. that's still what yeah, happened. Yeah. And yes. so would and I think we all know for Jordan, the matchup against McKenna is much better than the matchup against Yanni. So yes. uh, you know, I think he's probably on the team again. And instead, well, let's just move on to 70 kilograms because we had that crazy quarterfinal well, between Zane and J O and no, uh, can we just i mean one more one more thing about that because you, yes. you're, you're right here uh and i guess the other thing i think about when you say this it's it, for zane and jo when you look at the bracket and the depth of the bracket and you look at 65 and you look at 70 i yeah you're right i don't know why they both moved up yeah it doesn't make sense yeah it, it, it's a little surprising and i, I yeah the depth of the bracket and also when jo beat zane i was I was like, I immediately was like, all right, J- James is going to make the team because he matches up great against Jordan and has historically. It's just the style matchup is better. Whereas maybe Zane matches up better against James, but maybe not. I mean, James looked. This is the other thing. What was the stat from Kozak? I mean, this guy at seventy kilograms, yes, ver- I, insane. 
It's insane. Uh, I'll I'll pull up the stat really quick pull here. Up, pull up that tweet. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he has like 100 wins and 13 losses at 70 kg. And if you look at his not 70 kg, he's like 14 and 14 or something. So, and you know he's really weird in the sense, Christian, that obviously he can't go down. He's too big for the 65. But he also struggles going up for whatever reason. He doesn't do that well going up. Whereas other guys have had. Reasonable amount, you know, you think about obviously Kyle Dake's really good, but James Green's a world medalist. So it's an equivalent. Kyle Dake had tons of success going up 26 pounds, whereas James doesn't have that much success going up, not, you know, nine pounds from 70 to 74. He doesn't have, he, ha- he hasn't had the success of that weight either. Yeah, no, he's a d- different guy. So the record at 70, 103 and 18, record outside of 70, 14 and 14. Crazy. That's my, How crazy is that? I mean, that's just mind blowing. James Green, James Green, Dayton Fix, and Jordan Burroughs show the importance of weight classes and 10 weights and just like the different levels and types of performances you can get if you're not at the right weight class. And I think, you know, we're kind of going back to 61 for a second, but man, I think if Dayton goes back down to 57, it's, 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 uh, it's not the right choice. I think. He never looked better. And I don't, what would you do? He has to for Olympics. 61's not an Olympic weight. I don't know. Get big. Get big. Get bigger. You really should say it's 61. I mean, 61. You should say it's 61, but I think he needs to go back down to 57 for Paris. Yeah. Maybe he, Paris. Maybe he, he can, can do it. Maybe he can do it two-day weigh-in, two-hour weigh-in. Maybe. But I know. Yeah. I think he, he does get bigger. I mean, honestly, what I would getting say. bigger might be better. Yeah. Look, at, I th- he was the biggest 61 I saw this weekend. He, I thought he dwarfed Seth. I thought he dwarfed. Just look bigger, thicker, stronger than yes, NATO. He He's short. Joe I, always looks big to me. Cologne looked big, and they didn't hit, uh, so I'm not sure. But I, I thought he just looked so big. I just, he just looked so yeah. full and powerful. I and what I would be more interested to, or here's what I would think. What maybe you see some of this? Okay, you're not undecided what you're going to do in Olympic years. What happens if you just throw your hat in the ring at at, at 65? I mean, do you think Yanni beats the brakes off of Dayton Fix at, at 65? No. I don't. Do you think Joy McKenna is head and shoulders of, ahead of Dayton Fix at no. 65? No freaking way. Especially if he has three years to get bigger. I mean, we're, we're in 2021 right now. That's 2024. You know, if he optimizes himself for um, 61 for the next, so maybe he makes team 21, 22, 23. And then he spends the last year getting bigger. I mean, almost maybe to the point where in 2023, he's kind of having to suck down for 61. I think that's well within the realm of possibility that he gets big enough to be a solid 65 for sure. Yeah. And I just, I think the different performances we've seen from Dayton at 57 would, would, you know, not that he, he's never been, I mean, he made the Olympic trials semis as, you know, he's a, he's a high school or he's a college sophomore. Right. And he's been on the team. Yeah as a freshman. Well, I just think at some point the, the weight is just it's too much of an obstacle. It's not about the wrestling. It's about how big your body is. And I think, I think perfectly 61 is like the perfect weight. For him. Um, yeah. But, but who knows, who, who knows what it'll decide. But I, I do want to mention that, that I really think 61 and 65 should be in consideration. I think he compete with those guys. Um, very few adult human males are suited for 57 kilograms. Adult human males? What about adult human orangutans? Uh, they they <laughs> are suited for 57 kilograms. Yeah, They're slightly are. smaller. They are smaller. 
Okay. That's funny. All right. Well, hey, you know what discussion? Okay, hold on. Can I? Can I get? Uh, okay, listen. If I'm totally ADHD, just tell me to shut up. Okay, Christian. Okay. Um, but I'm going on Lex Fridman next week, and Lex Fridman, John Denher. I could not recommend listening to their podcast the most. But you I know, started what it. I got about? like ten minutes in. Oh, you so far so you good. Keep going. It's so awesome. I, I made a few it. kids on my <laughs> club listen to it. They're talking about creating an AI robot that did jujitsu. So we I was talking about this. Yeah, we talked about that one it, on air. Yes. With the homies. Oh, hell. I'm so excited about it. I want to talk <laughs> about it so bad. I've been talking to everyone about this. I was talking about last night at practice. I want to create an AI wrestling robot. It would be fascinating. Has Triller offered you a, a wrestling match against a robot yet? I would totally wrestle a robot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to see that. Okay, so yeah. 70, James Green, I mean, the, the closing sequence of his first match, after it looks like... yeah. Man, I guess he's not going to hit this, but I think we have that clip. Let's just watch this last 30 seconds. 6-2. Deacon looks to have it in hand. And then, boom, single leg. And and Deacon turns down there, which was, we talked about at the time, really smart because you get caught in that front side lace position. You you end up um, giving up more points. But then a couple level changes. He ends up on this single leg and just drives right through him. It's like no drama. Man, did really. he get gas there, fatigued. or yeah. you know, like? I mean, I he was in like gas, was gas, a... but clearly there was some like fatigue that goes into that. Yeah, there was not much fight. Because that that's down. the match right there, and you just let someone drive through you. I mean, you could try to turn and go split. You could try to pop up to go quad. There's a few other without getting too deep into the scrambles. There's a few other relatively basic things you can do to 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 do your best to not give up a takedown once you've already given the corner there. I really liked how, if we can show the second takedown again, like how did he go from like extended and immediately got in like perfect position? Sorry, I'll on it. hold it back. Okay. It's like right here, not yeah, great. Right here. And then, whoo. That, and that's where, yeah, where, actually we were just working that Sunday in wrestling, how you dro- drop your shoulder in there. Yeah. But man, that's like, once you feel that from Deacon, once he drops that shoulder and you've given, now given up the corner, so I'm saying, there's, you know, you can go quad pretty easy. You can maybe slide the splits. You could possibly, you know, he was on the knee, so shin was just going to be difficult, but maybe you could try to clear off the knee or, or step the other foot up. Um, yeah, I was just like, wow. Like, he must have been super gassed because there's a few other things he can go to without not even scrambling that much. It's kind of basic basic defensive tactics where, you know, he's only got to waste, what, 10 seconds there to the mm-hmm. end of the match. It looked like he wanted to go shin wizard and he got immediately beat on it and then couldn't yeah didn't have like a plan once they ca- yeah once they capture your knee you can't shin wizard that because the shoulder's in the knee's captured shin wizard is going to be so weak at that point yeah so green runs that one down at the end and then the second match was um a little more one sided for, for for James he looked he looked really good he looks like a guy that's going to go and Potentially come back with his third medal at the World Championships, his sixth team, which is pretty insane. He's almost had yeah. b- held down this weight every single year. Just the first year. That's of what I'm. That's why it's so crazy that he's freaking fourteen and fourteen out of this weight class because he's so good. Six teams in a row. I mean, guys, do you realize how few guys have made that many teams in in American history? The number is small. Yeah, I mean, I think we're spoiled because we have so many of them right now with Jordan Burroughs and Snyder. Um, I think we it, we're kind of spoiled, but his, historically speaking, guys that have made six teams, like in my era, Cormier made six. I can't That's think of insane. anyone else who came. 
That's, that's it. what I was going to say. That's it. If he wrestled like 2005 through 2011, he'd be like an absolute no. legend, you know, around around in that era. We were not having guys. Oh, make James that many. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Cormier made the team 2003 through 2008. Say in that 2000, uh, 2000 through 2012 window, so three cycles. Who else made six teams? I, I think the answer is. I think the answer is nobody. No, I don't think anyone made six teams in that time. I don't think anybody. I mean, that was yeah. so rare, and now now we're in this situation where we're kind of lucky where we, we're having quite a few guys do it but man yeah that's it's super rare james is in rarefied air for american wrestling yes no question and looking forward to see what he can do um he, he seemed extremely prepared for for this and man it's, it's one of those you know i feel stupid a lot in my life but i felt really stupid for not picking him to win this weight um it's like it's his weight me right? it was okay oh hey oh, can we talk about something that really annoyed me um well, I was gonna say because he he kind of I was thinking about his path when you thought brought that up, the the um, end of the period point for James Green uh, in in this Jordan Oliver match that's a bullcrap call that is so dumb so dumb I don't remember it where he kneels on the back of his leg you remember what I'm talking about oh that was a bad call dude bad the leg call. bends that way why can't you push on the leg there the leg bent the knee literally bends um that yep. direction i don't understand why that isn't a legal technique and so honestly without that call and may, maybe the takedown would have been after the period but if that does go five two instead of six zero maybe that matches more you know maybe james wrestles differently but um i that that call annoyed the crap out of me i i have no idea why it was illegal um You're, you guys I, know why it was illegal no i mean the the, the i don't yeah, right I mean, here that's... he kneels right there and that 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 might be a takedown, honestly. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, this is valid technique. He uh, is it because so maybe he, it's right after mm-hmm. the buzzer? No, it looks like there's one second. There's that you kneel on the back. Their knee bends that way. It's not like you're pushing it. You know, the arm in a direction in which it doesn't bend. The knee bends forward. Yeah, so I don't gets, understand yeah. why that was illegal. So look, he works on the left side, tries to cut in front, and then cuts in. Well, there. he did it once. And he did. Maybe right. they did it twice, but. Who can you do it once? Why can't you do it twice? Well, I don't, it I does, don't know. It does look like the knee hits there. Um, yeah. I was I also... I, I thought you were okay sorry, to... I, I always thought you were okay to, to put pressure on the back of the knee. Are they saying... Now, are they saying you can't come all the way back? It's almost like a cross Done with malicious intent. Yeah. Thing. But, um, but who cares? I mean, that's like you can jam your shoulder on the back of their knee. I mean, that's literally what you would want to do there. If you say you slide down and drive to a, a lace, you'd I, you'd be jamming your shoulder into the back of their knee. I don't see the issue at all. Yeah, I I well, just like with anything, if you're doing it, if you do if you do a club, there's clubs you can do, and then there's clubs you can't do, and we know what those two different clubs okay, look like. Okay, but that's because it could cause concussive forces. There's no concussion of the knee. Well, if you hit if you hit anything on the human body hard enough, you can injure it. Oh, okay, I mean, we're talking about, uh, but the knee bends, that's right. I think if, if I think if I get hit with a baseball bat in the back of my knee, I might have a bruise the next day, but I'm fine. It freaking bends that way, Christian. Okay. If As long as it bends that way, baseball bats are now in the mix. I mean, I kind of agree with you that I didn't think it should be legal, but James Green literally took and, like, had trainers come out and look at his knee because yeah. he was hurt after it. Did, did, but, did the trainers not inform James that his knee bends that way and therefore there's no injury policy? Like, I'm with you, Ben. I don't, I don't think that should be a point. But at the same time, okay. I think what you're advocating for— There's definitely for, a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
What What do you mean there's a line? Of, of what? Be, be, forcefully bending a, a joint in the direction that it bends? There should not be. If I could generate maximum force to bend a joint the way the joint bends, I should be able to do so. Should you be able to punch the back of the knee since it bends that way? Hell yeah. If I, I mean, <laughs> All right, I bend. Why, now you're I just like why completely. Why can't I? If I can put my knee on the back of. A freaking! If I put my knee on the back, uh, my knee on the back of a knee. Why can't I? If I, if I for some reason, I can say he didn't put it there. Freeze there for a second. I'm gonna punch you in the back of the knee. He didn't. He and didn't I, put listen, it there Christian, and then apply when pressure. When I have in Austin next week, you can punch me in the back of the knee. I will not be injured. That is wimp. That is wimpy stuff. I was gonna say something even more vulgar than that. <laughs> You've already said stuff. that you word. Can punch me. You can punch me in my knee. Wow. All right. I'm going to do you it. You can punch I'm, me. I'm going to do it air. anyway. I, I don't up, need your I permission. Will quad pod. I will get in a quad pod on that desk when I'm in Austin next week. You can punch me in the back of the knee. That ain't going to hurt. You're a wimp. <laughs> hey, now now I'm going to hit you hard. I'm going to start training for real. It's not going to hurt. That's fine. Hit me as hard as you want. My knee bends that direction. All right. I get. All right. After you beat the robot, you and me on Triller. That's enough. <laughs> but seriously. Right, yeah, okay. That's. Um, not good. I, you're the only person that I can agree with yet disagree with about the exact same thing simultaneously. But here we are. I don't think that should have been a point. Yet I don't think because – anyways, I don't want to re-cue you back up, and then we'll just do the argument again. Give me a, um, okay, so um, also at the end of I – was, I was shocked, and I was shocked and disappointed. Zane Rutherford lost 2-2 two to two to Jordan Oliver, and that last push out, it's like uh, – I. This, maybe because this was a strategy of mine. I, ha- I, was a, I was a volume shooter, but I was not a good volume shooter. And so lots of times I would just be like a bulldozer and get underneath someone and try to drive them straight out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can stop me is you got to circle me. You cannot – I will overpower you because I look at – if I'm underneath you and you're for like me, I will drive you like a bulldozer out mm-hmm. of bounds, which is literally what Jordan Oliver did to Zane Rutherford. Quick you that up by any chance. Simple machine. Because why didn't he just cir- – all you got to do is circle there. You circle there, and then they can't drive you out of bounds. Uh, I don't know why he didn't do that. That was like, oh, my gosh, what the heck's going on here? All right, let's watch it. Oh, um, we got to remind you. Yeah, go longer. back before. Ten more seconds. Yeah, like ten, ten more seconds. Oh, no, there was an injury break. Or, or, yeah, right here. Yeah, let's, let's play, play it from here. It'll come. So, J.O., this is the J.O. Zane closing sequence. It's 2-1 Rutherford with 30 seconds to go. Um, all ones in this match, so a one for Jordan will put him in the lead. 25 seconds to go now. Yeah, um, I also didn't think Zane was aggressive enough in the second period. Right here. Okay, you got you got to circle so hard. You can't just dig in. This is, see, you see how he's trying to just dig in? Now, at the end, at the end, he tries to circle off because he realizes it, but he should have started circling much, much earlier. He gets driven quite a bit before he decides to, to bail. Yeah, so nine seconds. Um, did they not initially go one there? I, I don't know. The red I, think brick I think they actually put the wrong hand up. He actually puts the blue hand up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know why. Yeah. yeah, he's under him, under him, under him. And gets the knee and, to and, hit. And Zane bailed. Zane should have bailed off. To either. So either you pull your front hand lock in a circle or you bail to that, that seatbelt position. But do it in the center, not not once you get into the zone. I'll say this: these world team trials were pretty much stupendously officiated. There was like very few. Yeah. I mean, that... Um, the back of the knee thing is one, is one thing, but very well officiated trials. Um, let's go to. Um, you know what? What? One one random thing that didn't. No, I will I will agree with you. I didn't, don't think I had any real officiating issues. The Jordan Burroughs Nolf match 
Nolf gets warned like one second in for hands to the face. Yeah. Like literally one second, first second, he puts a hand up and they warn him. And then Jordan Burrow spent the majority of the match with his hand in Jason's face and he didn't get warned at all. It was hilarious. There was one time where Jordan just had his hands on, it was either Ringer or Nolf's eyes. Just like, he just like kind of held it there. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. But it was like Nolf get, gets warned in one second and then Burrow does the whole time and nothing. It was hilarious. Yeah. So that that was crazy. Uh, Jaden back on the team. He uh, I, it, there wasn't a ton of discussion about this weight just because Jaden was in it basically, and you're like, yes. well, who's who's gonna stop him? Colin I know my discussion it. would be on this weight class. What? Trent Hidley, Jeez yes. Louise, he can Steve freestyle. King. He's he, good. He's really good. He's really good. Yes. Um, what matches? From Trent stood out to you well, the most. I, I didn't expect him to be that close with Colin Moore, and he was. I mean, Colin Moore was. I don't want to say beat, but he was down big and had to come back with two late scores to to win that match. I mean, and then he comes back on the backside. Who do who did he be on the backside? It was someone good. Beat Foster uh, for third. He, he beats Foster and Miles Martin both. Yeah, yeah that's that was, a, really that was a very very good win. Uh, Miles beat Kyvin to set up the Jaden match, but yeah, it was it was all Jaden. He looked um, he looked super good. We had some we had a clip. He had one of these uh, go behinds um, reattacked. Watch this here. Whoop! Just disappears. Ooh, on. What is that? So pretty. He is smooth. He is smooth. And so smooth. Jaden does this weird thing where it's just like one zero after one, like almost every time, and then puts up five six points in the second period. And how hard he is to score yeah. on is is. It is really unbelievable. It really is. And our team uh, our, our team is so good at the footwork. Yeah. Okay. Next up, um wanna get to some questions here? Yeah, it's after sure. nine thirty. Get to some questions. Um first question. Um start with we I think we have the clip. Um yeah, what, what, have we done any video submissions? Don't they know they can do video submissions? Hey, people are bashful. There's been one or two. There's been a couple. Nothing, nothing yeah. big. Okay. Dang. So from Andy Swalinski. Sorry, Andy. Um, right after JB doubled Ringer for four, you said the jinxes weren't real, and then Ringer immediately dumped it to his back for four. Was this rock solid proof that jinxes are in fact real? I think we have this. Do we have this? Yes, clip? we do. All right, play this clip. <laughs> Play this clip and then let me, um, yeah, go ahead. Explain yourself. I mean, let's. I mean, you could run the numbers. Has he ever lost up four? I don't know. I don't think you do that to the man. Why do you want to say all that? There's Come on, man. Jinxes are fake. Do you Just sleep, saying, Do you sleep man. with a blankie too? Come Just on, Mike. Saying, I keep my sweep legal. He got it. There's four. Jordan's on his back. Oh my goodness. Feet to back. Okay. So listen, people act like the listen. That was hilarious timing for one. But dude, he won the match. He won the match. No jinxes are not real. You superstitious hey, weirdo. I don't know. I think I might have jinxed uh, Jakara in match one with Jenna because um, she got a step out with six or seven seconds left. And as they're walking back to the center, I said, that probably puts the icing on the cake. And cool. then she was thrown to her back for four and lost. I mean, who would have thought that was possible? Do we have the Jakara Jenna clip? Because that was... Uh... I mean, I just can't believe that she was able to get this four here. Underhook on that right side for Jenna. And then just tips oh. in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's like, 
one second. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. They they were running it like frame by frame just to make sure that she got it, but she clearly got the four in time. Um, I was just surprised to see. So Jakara here, if you go back just a second, I, I think the the pivotal mistake here was when Jakara, she gets in the zone, it's like she really didn't want to give up the step out. So she stands up right here right. Like, she, yeah. like she's worried about a step out and then ends up getting launched to her back when, yes. yeah, crazy. Crazy, Andy. I mean, all three buzzer beaters in that one. First Jenna, Can then Jakara beats a buzzer, and then Jenna beats a buzzer. That might have been the most fun series. Oh, yeah. The it, was, finals. it was insane. Um, in that Burroughs sequence, I think, again, underrated Burroughs things. Like, Deeringer is great at tra doing a trap arm off that sequence. Do you notice how Burroughs, yeah. while on his back, still has the brains to use his other free arm to free his trapped arm? Yeah. So Show that you again. watch, like, Minus my yeah, when, he, when he gets dumped. And then we can, yeah, we can pause it when he, after he gets dumped to his back. And the, the, the jinx is definitely real, Christian. Oh my gosh, you, you, if you believe in jinxes, I, 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 I I'm on your side oh. right here. But like, watch as soon as he gets dumped, he's starting to use his free arm right now, his right arm. And because if he turns over to his belly right now, Deeringer's going to use that the the trap right off the pinch. So as soon as he comes back here, he starts using this hand right to attack. He's using his forearm and he's blocking right there. So he doesn't give up the trap when he gets back to his belly. Well, uh, that's impressive, but him um, not getting pinned there is really impressive too. Because yeah. you have the arm trap, his chest is on you. That's Daringer's position, and he's able to fight off his belly. And then that was really that was the main offense that that Ringer had in both matches. You know, it was that big four, yeah. and he felt it, and he could never really get back to it. It was it was a really solid hand fighting performance by Jordan because Daringer is the best hand fighter that he he faced over um, at the tournament and he was able to really avoid other than that one position. He was able to really mitigate a lot of what Derringer does so, so well. Um, yes. Agreed. I don't think Derringer is um, a great matchup for Burroughs. Like I think the mat match will always favor Burroughs. Mm -hmm. um, it just, yeah, I, I mean, obviously we're talking at a really, really high level because I think Jordan Burroughs is going to win a world title, but Deeringer's movement is it needs to improve a little bit if he's gonna uh, beat Burroughs. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, it was glorious to see JB's double again. Do we think it's more of him feeling himself at a better weight, or was it just a tourney of guys who've never felt him before? Will we see them in Oslo? I think he feels better. Personally. I think it was a combination. He talked about it in his post-match interview how his style specifically it's important to get a feel for him, which I thought was interesting that he has a lot of success with guys first round and then they make adjustments. I mean, that's the case for anybody, but it was interesting to hear Jordan say that about his opponents. The thing is, okay, wait, hold on. Let's look at that. Logistically speaking, um, since he beats almost everyone, he will also likely also beat them the first time he wrestles them. Who has he beat and then has come back to beat him? So if we think of Chimizo, he beat Chimizo the first time Chimizo beat him. But then Dake. he's been he's been a bunch over him. Jimmy's but Dake up. was like not the first time. Dake was he beat Dake what seven, seven. eight in a row? A lot, a lot. Yes, so seven Godoya out of eight. Would be the other person. Godoyev, Chimizo, Dake all lost to Burroughs multiple David. And David, I guess. Yeah, David. But it's yeah, I sort of a different throw that out. It's a different weight class, different size. Uh, yes, yeah. for sure. So I. 
To me, I don't even know if it's that. I think because you think uh, the last couple world championships and international tournaments he's entered against the first time he's faced guys, he's not. He wasn't firing off doubles like that, uh, like he was against Ringer. And it was there first, and also. Yeah. Let's not pretend that this is the first time Derringer and Burroughs have wrestled. They've wrestled a lot of times. Yes. They've, they've trained yep. together frequently. So, you know, I, just because it's their first competition match. Uh, so, yeah, I it's mean. It's almost I, weird they never competed against each other because Derringer was relatively high at 74 for a couple of years, right? Yeah, but Burroughs was sat out during that time. So, unless mm, you got right, by Dake right, right, and yeah. Imar, um, you know, you're, you're not going to get in there. Okay, yeah. next question. Um, what am I? Uh, will the 2024 trials be only Spartan combat and NLWC? They covered all Olympic weights. I want to hear your thoughts. Me? No. I mean, the the other team that's super impressive right now, and maybe because a lot of the competitors are international, you know, Cliff Keen's really good too. Cliff Keen is really good. I mean, they have Paris uh, and Deering were probably their best competitors at this trials, but then obviously you got Michich, you got a me, and you know, you have uh, Pantelio is really good. He was not top couple. Um, but, yes, I think – I and I, I, I can tell you a couple of different college coaches have called me in the last month uh, because Brian Smith is so against the RTC system and they want to know what he's thinking exactly. But the RTC is, is going to be, I think, shimmy down to less and less people the longer it goes on because it's so hard to keep up with those few people who have a ton of money when those when those couple people so and probably the ones that have the four most mo- amounts of money right now minnesota has a good team cliff keen spartan and um nittany lion all have lots of money and lots of really good competitors uh i well i guess let's throw in um who am i forgetting christian i'm not uh, sure i mean i don't pen you pen so what's what's the point that that some teams have more senior that, level athletes. That's unfair. I don't understand. Well, no, no, it's not. I'm not even saying. I'm not even debating a fairness perspective. I'm just saying for for a lot of colleges to spend their time and effort to try to keep up uh, for the senior level program is just not worth it for them, right? So they're going to focus on their college team and fundraising for that, and not focus on the RTC. Mm. Well, yeah, I don't. I for sure, but that's just going to leave them further behind. Well, I mean, Missouri's doing a, a fine job without, you know, spending too much time or effort on a senior level on the RTC portion of it. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, so what's good? So Keegan O'Toole, what's he going to do when he graduates? Um, I, I mean, if there's a scenario where he can stay, he'll stay. And if not, he'll go somewhere else. Why but would I mean, there be? A, it sounds like there was not going to be scenarios where the best guys can stay. Yeah, and even if he can, most likely not. I would say. I think I think that's going to be problematic for for the program. I mean, to your point, yeah, Missouri. But how do you keep up awesome. with Penn State when they have five million dollars? I don't know. I don't ask. How's Penn doing it? I mean, I the I Hawkeye they, Wrestling I mean, Club. I think is probably going to have a pretty good team. Sunkiss, you know, uh, I don't know. Sunkiss not real. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be. It's going to be more and more centralized. I believe, meaning less and less programs with good RTCs, because it's hard to fundraise. It takes a lot of time. And when you're trying to compete with these other ones that have these huge amount of funds, um, it's going to be very difficult. So, yes, I think it will be centralized. I don't think it will be two. I think it will be like between five and eight. What does centralized mean? Meaning there's not as many. Meaning you're not, you're not going to have to see um, 20 really good RTCs. You're going to see between five and eight really, really high-level RTCs. And not, there's not going to be a lot How of How is that different coming. from what we're seeing right now? Five to eight really good RTCs sounds like. Sort of what it's been. 
Um, yeah, I, I guess I would say we're winnowing down to that. But I would, I would think if you go five years back, you're going to see a few more people. Like Ohio State, for example, seems to not be putting a ton of effort into it. Oklahoma State, same. Iowa's not any good right now. Um, so I think, and if you go five years back, I think you're not seeing that. I, I don't know. I think, you know, where, uh, I don't know. Because, yeah, Ohio State, was Ohio RTC was like the gold standard RTC. Now that, For a while. That's not the case now. But now you've got a, a place like Penn, the Pennsylvania RTC, yeah. which is, so there's like, it's a, there's a balance as well. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I, I think the RTC model is, is good for, wrestling i think it's good for i think the effects of it are being felt around um, correct for, for us and i think i think minimizing yeah, I, that going away from it would be a mistake sorry I'm, I'm not i don't want to minimize or go away from it i don't want to make that my that's not my point here my point is that uh, i think more and more college coaches will just say like i can't keep up and i'm going to focus on my college team and fundraising for that and you know for brian smith obviously it's, it's making sure the endowment's solid and that's what they're going to focus on, and there'll be less and less really successful RTCs. Yeah, and that. Could well, be I think the when, when the RTC model came, when when did the RTC model come into play? We're talking less, less than ten years ago, correct? Um, I thought it was ten. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have said around then, like after two thousand eight. Okay. I feel like nine, ten, eleven is when it started to. So we'll say tenish years ago when when it started, everyone's like, "F, we need to get an RTC really quick," you know, mm-hmm. and so everyone is attempting to do this, and and some of these people are, you know, especially if, for some reason if they have a really large donor with an open pocketbook, they're having tons of success, and so you know, Nittany Lion, if someone's really good, well, let's talk about Keegan O'Toole. Okay, Keegan O'Toole is likely, I think, going to be a very high level senior level competitor. And so Nittany Lion is paying these guys really solid salaries. And so is Mizzou going to, if they have, if they have Keegan O'Toole, uh, Rocky Elam is obviously a success. And so are they going to be able to offer them all $60,000 a year? And the answer to that is they're not, right? They're just not going to be able to. So one or two of them is going to have to go find a salary somewhere else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Which is good. It's great for wrestling because we're keeping more people around. It's really good for wrestling. Yes, I, that I agree with. What does the next two weeks look like for Team USA? Will they be doing any acclimation? So I think they're probably having a more of a low key week at home, recovering, and then I know they go to camp like the twenty second or twenty third, and they leave for Oslo like twenty fifth ish, something like that. So the acclimation is not as long as Tokyo, and it's not as long as necessary since it's not as big of a change with the for the time difference with the different time zone in, in Norway. Hey, um, this Jeff Baxter guy, he's a moron in the uh, chat. Wow. Hey, Iowa is not, does not have a good RTC right now. They literally did not have any competitors at the world team trials. I'm not wrong here. Yes. They had one competitor at the Olympic trials who did not do well. They are not a good RTC right now. Now they may be in a year or two when all the seniors graduate, but currently they're not. Yeah. Um, there, there's no, it, it's a little, okay. Yeah. You can say that, but at the same time, we all know that they've got the, they have the horses there. They're just not, uh, there's not entering the tournament. They had zero competitors at the 2021 trials. I know. They had one competitor at the, at the 2021 Olympic trials. Um, I mean, 2019, they, not that many either. How many did they have then? Um, I'm not sure. Not many. Very few. Yeah. So, well, I guess Gilman was 
was definitely he was still in Iowa at that point. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I th- I think you can you can look at right now if you look at you snap a picture of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club results since you know trials Olympic trials and World Cup trials. Yeah, but I think big picture they've been a pretty, pretty strong presence throughout the last quad, and then I think we all know what's going to be happening in the next year. Or so yeah, it's likely that they'll be back. You know, with the strong presence. Um, I mean, I guess, who's it going to be? It's going to be Spencer Lee and Ironman. Do you think DeSanto is going to compete? I mean, Kemmer? Well, the dude doesn't really wrestle freestyle. DeSanto has not wrestled a lot of freestyle. Kemmer is he not. He did wrestled. do U23s this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think DeSanto, if he does, all right, here's the question I ask. If he doesn't continue wrestling, what is he going to do? You're going to. Coach, I don't think he's ready. I heard he builds computers. Maybe he's gonna, he's build, gonna build. Maybe he's gonna mine Bitcoin. Maybe he's gonna mine Bitcoin and build computers. I mean, all all bets Genius. are off. There's no way to know for sure. Uh, but yeah, I see him. I see him staying at Iowa and, and training and trying to make senior world teams at 61. And I don't know what'll happen in Olympic years, but probably not. He's got some steps to go before you start thinking Olympic level. Yes, I, I think. Yeah, um, but sure. yeah, I'm I'm sure Cassiope is someone we'll see in the mix at freestyle. Though I mm-hmm. think with Mason and uh, Kirkfleet characters around, it's going to be tough for him to make a team. But he's certainly he's he beat Don Bradley. I'm pretty sure Don Bradley's a, a seasoned senior level guy. Um, I yeah. hope I didn't just make up that result, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, I feel like you're right, but I can't cite where it happened. Someone fact check me, and if I'm wrong, I never said it anyways. It was. <laughs> Uh, so I think Cam to one at senior nationals. Okay, an idiot. I I think you know Patrick Kennedy's a young guy, but I, he's wrestled some freestyle uh, a little bit. Kimmer's good. He hasn't wrestled much freestyle, but you know I think we all know he's a good wrestler. J- Jacob Warner's made junior world teams. They've got some freestylers there, and as we all know, it's the matter of time before Spencer Lee enters the senior level competition, and that's something a lot of people are really excited about. You think he'll place? Place? What do you mean? He'll place at the senior level competitions. I think, I think he'll probably place. <laughs> There's a good good chance, you know. Keep an eye on this young buck. He's got some promise. Um, hey, nine forty-seven. We can get to a little bit more. We didn't talk about the thing I thought we were gonna be able to talk about Thursday. We weren't oh, able to talk what? about it till later. Gable. WWE. Oh, and dude, how did It's been such a long weekend with the trials. It was the classic news dump. They news dumped us that we thought it was going to be on th- on uh, Wednesday evening, Wednesday. and it ended up be- only be- and it ended up being on Thursday. So I had alluded to we would have this big news to talk about on Thursday, but then we didn't get to because it didn't happen until later on Thursday. But the big news came out: Gable Stevenson staying at Minnesota, wrestling for Minnesota this year, signed a contract for WWE. Um, your, your guy, Front Row Brian, saying it's like the biggest NIL deal so far in collegiate sports. He ain't wrong, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong either. So big money for Gable. Um, I think he's probably going to sign with an apparel company soon as well, making more Wait, money but there. Hold on. So is he able to? With So, I mean, the, the WWE really controls sponsorship opportunities for their athletes. Is he able to, or will it be some type of deal that uh, the WWE controls? I don't think WWE makes like is it is like that worried about like the apparel thing. I, I don't know. Okay. All I know is I'm told Gable is going to be signing with an apparel company. Okay, got it. 
So I think that's going to happen. And, um, you know, I think we always knew he kind of wanted to come back. I had been saying since Olympic trials, I think he's coming back. He is. I think it's great. He's going to be making on-screen appearances. He doesn't know exactly what it entails, but um, this will be his so last year. So is he going to, like, not go all the way all the way in and for a while into WWE? Or is or you just have no idea. Has he put out any information on, you know, I'm wrestling a full Minnesota schedule or I'm a wrestle, you know, a Kyle Snyder type schedule, but instead of going to Russia, I'm going to go to WrestleMania, something to that effect. Do we know any more of that? He said he'll be making on-screen appearances for the WWE and that he doesn't even know what all that entails yet. Sound kind of alluded to like he probably will not be like competing, competing, like he might, you know, get in the ring or something, but not actually wrestle. Uh But I think he will, for the most part, be wrestling close to a full Minnesota schedule. Wow. But then still be doing that stuff. Yeah, because when when I went down there the one you know last year and visited, they they alluded to the fact that they would want you in Orlando for like a, a, a training period, you know. And, and it seemed as though once the guys got older and they understood how the flow of the moves went, then it was pretty easy for them to only show up a couple days a week. But for the young guys, it seemed as though we have them here all the time. They're doing our thing, so they learn our system. And all boom, 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 boom. So, you know, is it Gable's going to finish his college career at Minnesota and then move down there? And maybe he won't be a full-time WWE guy until then. Like, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. Yes, I, I am too. Um, I guess I'll watch some WWE maybe. I don't know. Ha-ha! We knew we'd get you, Christian. Yeah. Only Gable. Only for Gable. Otherwise, I'm covering my ears and my eyes the entire time. Uh, but, no, very, very exciting. And, um you know, it was like main. It was like big. It was big sports news. It wasn't just like oh wrestling yeah. news. This is like a an actual big story. And Gable Gable deserves all that and more. So exciting for him. Gotta be excited if you're a Minnesota wrestling fan. I uh, get to see him. He did say he's known for quite some time. He he was going WWE, but just to this to build anticipation. Do you think that he had discussed? Um, with the WWE, his desire to wrestle in college, do you think that's kind of like a newer thing? Oh, of course. I th- I think so. No, I mean like right away, or do you oh. think it's like? Well, I don't listen. I don't think this has been like just because it's been on Gable's mind. I don't think WWE and Gable have been in talks for over a year. Do you? Uh, yeah. You, well, I mean, the NL I think just came out, so he technically wouldn't even be be able to in previous NCAA rules. So yeah, yeah. You're right. I would say probably just since April or so. Has it been a, okay. a thing? A thing. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Okay. okay. Um, from some point today, can everyone apologize for their quiz disrespect? JD apologize. Yeah, I apologize. JD I'm needs sorry. to apologize. I'd like to take this I moment to, to apologize to absolutely nobody because I called it. <laughs> also, was Mason Paris's ascent over-evaluated? I feel he may have a DeSanto <clears throat> effect where the first time you meet him, he surprises you, but his meetings go to the top guys adjust and neutralize him. Interesting. The, who's neutralized him besides Gwiz? I mean, Gable Kirk always Fleet. had him neutralized. Kirk Fleet. Ooh, Kirk Fleet, you're right. But that's not a Maybe. first. But, but he didn't, uh, well, I don't think. They'd wrestled multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it does does fit the status, I guess. He does have some, anytime you have some, when you think about someone like Austin, he has a unique position, yeah. a unique feel, a unique approach to the sport. And I think Mason has that a little bit, too. 
And I think his bit. strength surprised a lot of people. His strength in yes. positions where people aren't strong surprised a lot of people. So I do think yeah. there's something to that. Yeah, I mean, his ability to um, his ability to suck in Gwiz's leg when they met at the RTC Cup, I think, was very surprising. You know, while he was stretched out, and usually at heavyweight, we don't see that. And boom, he sucked it in and was able to finish a couple times. That's something that we don't usually see at heavyweight. The other thing that was that was present that was not in in this meeting was Mason was getting, I think, a lot of counters. He was getting go behinds against Quiz, whereas Quiz didn't take a shot that really even put him in danger of that. Yeah. His, his mm-hmm. attacks were all well timed. He ended up in really good position. Not in typical. You would see Quiz even in his semi matches like here. And then he does all the crazy stuff and pulls himself up, pulls himself up, yeah. and then he didn't have to do that against against Mason. So I think there may be a little something to it, but the other side of the coin is Mason is still really young. He's got, he's someone who we've seen make huge jumps. And I think we took the last 10 months and said, okay, from that 10 months ago to now, he's going to have made another jump. And right now I think he's just in the middle of another plateau right before another jump up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that he's stuck. That's definitely possible. Yeah. No, you're right. But now it's like, okay, I learned this. Now he's got to, Got some adjustments to make, but it's yeah. he's seeing this. I'm you're you're kind of like man. You kind of penciling Gwiz for for the next couple teams until uh, um, we have Kirkfleet too. I mean that'd be interesting. We'll see, I mean, yeah, I mean, there. I think if uh, if um, Paris can add some underhook game, which he doesn't have a ton of, and, and maybe a high crotch also, which I don't believe he shoots all that much, would be beneficial to him. Yeah. No, no question. Um, okay, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we call it? We went a little, but like ten minutes Sweet. over. This was good. Uh, plenty we still didn't talk about. Lots of world so team trial stuff. stuff to get into. Thanks to Adeline Gray for hopping on. That was great. Excited about the future of women's wrestling. Excited for this week. This was number one back to back Friday and Saturday, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for oh, listening. Oh yeah. Ben, JD, Christian Piles, thanks a lot. See you then. Bye.